Welcome to the Spellcast. And you're looking at it and you're like, oh, this is this is this is an interesting statue. Cool. And you realize it's not made of rock. It's it's it looks to be made of some sort of metallic material. And um your mother guides you across this uh, this sort of bridge um towards this 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 huge, humongous thing. It looks like it could it's easily a hundred feet tall. Um, it's a big like, like as boy. it's as it's perched. It's it's a big boy. Yeah. It's a it's a big old bird. And as you're standing sort of at the foot of, of this thing, uh, she turns to you and she says, This is the Phoenix. I can't believe I'm the pink ranger. Oh there you go. Do you say that to No you? I'm just like I have the bird. I get the, you bird. Get the bird. You get the bird. I, I need to figure. I need to know who everyone else corresponds to. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's kind of a correspondent, but at the same time, it, it's it's there are coincidences that I think are buried more in archetypes. In archetypes, yeah, and like just sort of uh, commonalities between you know sentai and like what i will say is i the pink ranger was my favorite first and then it moved to the yellow ranger Mm -hmm. so because i decided that when i was like seven that pink was too girly and i didn't want to be super girly brilliant that was my journey brilliant (laughs) not that being girly is a bad thing if you like being girly like that's amazing and you're awesome i just didn't want to be too girly when i was seven that's just my journey. Yeah, everyone has their journey. Everyone has their journey. Yeah. Embrace yourself. Embrace yourself. <laughs> Embrace. Embrace who you are. I, I'm I'm a proponent of that always. She turns to you and she says, Savara, it, I wanted to show you this over many lessons and many slow revealing truths. I now that I know that she has spoken to you, I I need you to realize that, unfortunately, and until we, till this, we could have never known that you would have been who she deemed to connect with her. You thought it would be Lilith. We did. That is the, the, the tradition. She, and she looks up at the phoenix, chooses who she connects with. She can't do it over very long distances. But she does speak to us. I once connected with her. My 
my mother connected with her and so on back and so forth for centuries. Tavares wondering silently to herself if Lilith ever connected with the Phoenix and just never told anyone. That's a good question. That's a good question. And I think, I think the answer is going to surprise you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, but your, I need you to fully understand that the knowledge that she gives, gifted to us is not part of the teachings that we distribute to the rest of the Enclave. She, and she motions towards the Phoenix, she is not a god. What? She is old and ancient. She has been here since ages and ages and ages ago. She's, she's shown each of us, her chosen guardians, in secession, a history that the rest of the world might not be prepared for. She has seen fights and combat with, with beings that once fought for control over the entire world. We, we mean back when gods had, for lack of a better word, competition. She knows what it is to kill a god. I'm looking up at the phoenix and like, whoa, like wide-eyed. Like, and she, she has laid here dormant, resting, recovering, asking, pleading for we who found her, our enclave, the, the, the tieflings who are outcast in the world ever since our, our inception into this plane, this prime material plane, to look after her and to ensure that she is safe for when she may be needed again. Justice is her name, justice is her ideal, and she's bonded with you based on those ideals and your pursuit of justice. If I ever stop pursuing those ideals, will I lose my bond with her? It is a connection that ebbs and flows. I nod with an understanding. She has taught me and my ancestors, that justice, I, gu I guess one of, the, one of the main things I can teach you before we do a formal introduction here, and she may already, be, she is aware of your presence, she may already be aware of your presence through the, um, through the weapon. I guess the only piece of advice I can really lead you with, uh, I am at a loss for words of what to do, and I feel like she would be the best uh, best entity to sort of continue your training is that you cannot take justice for yourself. You can only give it. I just returned the justice back to our family. I'm not sure why I would be, what the next step would be unless it's towards my sister. Then with those questions, I feel it is time that you are formally introduced. And she sort of walks uh, a few feet within the phoenix and w within the within range of the phoenix and lays her, lays her hand on one of the claws and you see her cheeks flush a little intensely um, they're, they're, as if like an inner fire was awoken inside of her and you see her be very silent for a moment and she lets her hand go and she begs you to to do the same to just touch one of the claws the talons I should I, say I I it's warm. 
It's warm to the touch. It, it feels like pure metal. And when you closely look at it, you can realize that this, this is a, a very finely uh, crafted statue. And th that's about the last thought you really get before you're before all of a sudden your 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 eyes just go blank and you're you, it looks like you're traveling through this this tunnel of light that passes just oh my god whereas Halexen had this weird ass I'm going to hell experience in his dream you have this weird uh, traveling through it looks like you're traveling through space and time and all sorts of shit and there's like a fire in front of you and you sort of pass through this portal of flame and you're in uh you're in this very wizard all the other players have completely different experiences they've been having completely different experiences i don't think anyone has had this experience so far okay uh, and has not everyone's powers activated well as well as far as so to charlotte yeah Char to, to charlotte to like. charlotte i mean they've had some experiences with their weapons they have had, I guess, around the same time in game, the experience where they uh, morphed and did a thing and had have now had their armor, but they haven't had the, this experience yet. They haven't met their their mechs. <laughs> their yeah, mechs. yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. For, for, for better or they worse. They haven't met their... For better or worse. We're not building Voltron yet, folks. Not building Voltron yet. <laughs> One line at a time. Um, and you're in this dark void. In the void. You're in the void. I've arrived. And, 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 and you're like, sort of look to see, like... We all hope, we all hope the end of 2020 will be just taken to the void already, man. Right, I know. And, and, and you're just sort of looking around, trying to feel around to see if you see anything. And you see that there's light playing on the back of your hands. Or I guess your armor. Because you're, you're in your mind's eye, you are wearing the things that you're currently wearing right now or to your eyes however you are interpreting this little journey and you see that there's light playing on the back of your gauntlets or gloves okay. and you see a little reflection of something behind you in that metal it's the only thing that you can do is turn around really mm -hmm. yeah. well i mean well what do you do no that's i i i turn around you see perched behind you the very true to standard mythological interpretation of a phoenix. Not like a little a little spirit sprite avatar that you've seen in your whip. Not like this statue. The physical embodiment of what a phoenix actually is in, in humongous form. Wings outstretched. I literally actually fall to my knees. Yeah. And like just sort of like, I don't prostrate. No. But I, I, I'm like, I'm at my knees and my head is down and I'm not, I'm not looking directly at it. Like I'm sort of being as like reverent towards this figure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you hear in your head the voice of justice that you've been hearing before uh, when you were in the cave, you know, throughout your, your uh, journeys getting to know this weapon. When you come in contact with the little phoenix sprite, that the little familiar thing that sort of sits about only in your vision. Um, you hear the voice say, It's all right. We are equals. Please, please do not uh, supplicate yourself. We are friends. Equals? We are equals. I'm, I'm fine showing my, I don't know if modesty is the right word, but like being like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't convey my facial expression <laughs> through sound. Um, like I have a lot of trouble look bringing my face up to look directly at the phoenix. Like I'm, I'm not trying to disobey. No, 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 but no, like, this is this is actually 
actually rather intriguing. <laughs> uh, as a solution, you see the phoenix, the flames, the phoenix sort of burn less hot. Oh, cool. Okay. And and you you actually see the figure in front of you begin to sort of shrink. Okay. You know, like a in like a like it's just its form sort of sure. passes inside. Sure. As it, as if a large flame is sort of like slowly dying down. That's not the right word, but uh, becoming less intense. Mm-hmm. I guess I I don't want to uh, make the impression that oh you're killing it. You know I don't want to make that impression. But it just it just gets smaller and until it's like it's it's head is like eye level with you. Uh, and in some ways it's just a little, a little, a little bit shorter. So now, okay. So yeah. if that, then, then mm-hmm. as like, I, as I notice that's happening, I slowly, my, my curiosity gets the better of me. Yeah. And, and like with the, with the sort of attitude and, um, same sort of physiological motions as like a little sparrow would hop to you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it sort of picks itself up and sort of like walks a little bit to you and gets up close and it says, Savara, we are equals because we have so much to learn from one another. We have so much that is entrusted to us. We um, have so much to learn. And, from I'm not, and I said, what could you possibly have to learn from me? I have an urge as if it has always been a part of me to learn what my role is in helping to shape this world. Whoa, whoa! I don't know about shaping worlds. Um, I like I'm just here to you know continue the line of greatness that is the Vicaro clan and be awesome. <laughs> um, uh, she will say, "I will respect that wish. I must make it known that in recent years I have felt a darkness rising in power, an old enemy." that seeks to grip and shroud this world. And I have been slowly trying to draw more energy in order to rise to meet the threat. And then it clicks to you that that's why the volcano has started to be more hot as you remember the pipes drawing lava, as you remember the smoke rising. It clicks to you that she this feet that the phoenix, or at least this this metal being, yeah, has been the one making the volcano become more active as a as a form of defense, or as as, as just a for, as, as, as a, a for, re, as a as a kind of a ripple effect as as a of, ripple of effect of her intensity. Drawing, yeah, she, so you feel as if she the the physical being draws power from the the fire the draws energy from the 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 lava the element that is her uh-huh. right and the stress of that is having a ripple effect on the environment i see i see right. i see she says seeing you like this reminds me so many eons ago when i last saw my previous partner who was your my pre- previous friend? She says, "My previous friend." Who was your friend. previous friend? He was a kind soul. Is he still alive? I have not seen him in thousands of years. Was he hot? <laughs> the phoenix. <laughs> the phoenix says this. He burned with an inner fire for justice. <laughs> Where I was like, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and then she's, you see out in the, uh, the, the phoenix looks off, and you see out in the dark void a sort of an image wreathed in flame, uh, or made of flame, sort of appears uh, on the edge of this uh, sort of astral horizon that you're in. And the flames start to dance and uh, paint uh, a, a story, a moving image oh, story. Cool. And she said, thousands of years ago, he and I and others like him fought in a battle that would decide the fate of this world. Would it be the domain of primordials or the domain of gods? And would it be reaved in chaos or order? That was my purpose then. It is still my purpose. I, I feel my purpose will once again be called upon to be fulfilled. My inner drive to see that the mortals of this world, that the life of this plane is sheltered and sustained from beings who would see it snuffed out. I still don't understand why I'm the one who's being chosen to do something like this. Long ago, at my inception, those who created me told me as they were teaching me my purpose, that it is not gods or primordials or beings with power to lord over, over others who should decide the fate of the world. It is individuals, individuals who feel inside of themselves some sense of purpose, a sense of identity, a sense of right that is not governed by grand laws and cosmic design who ultimately should help guide the world because they know what it's like to be among those who are subjected to the fallout of such cosmic designs that they have no control over or they think they have no control over. This is a lot. Yes. <laughs> I think I need to take all this in. Of course. I think I should go to bed. I do sense an, an aura of tiredness about you, yes. Uh, can we talk later? You are always welcome to my chamber. Thanks. Um, what's your name? Justice. Thank you, Justice. I'm gonna go now. Farewell, friend. Bye. And in the sort of the fire, the, the phoenix, the phoenix, the phoenix sort of dies down to to a little light about the size of a match head, and then fizzles out, and you're just left in darkness. And then and then it's it's a simple matter of you realizing all you have to do is open your eyes, and there you are, and and your your hand is sort of instinctively not touching yeah the phoenix anymore. And then um, I'm I'm going to be kind of like. Heavy breathing a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna be like, look, I'm gonna look unnerved, like maybe mm -hmm. a little bomb, a little clammy. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, your 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 mother is is sort of halfway, a little bit supporting your weight. Okay. Because she and she's immediately like, "Are you okay, child? Are you fine? You you looked like you were going to faint." I need I need to go to bed. Yes, yeah, so I I believe bed would be fine. We should. Get, and then she looks at you and she realizes that your sort of your armor that appeared is kind of fading away. Mm. And you're just now in your normal garb that mm. you came in that you should get out of the okay, never mind. <laughs> um and she leads you away from the Phoenix and 
there's you can you look at the phoenix now and you start to see that there are embers of glow uh glowing embers where it's you can kind of tell its eyes are and it's interesting because you're looking at it and it looks like it's just glass Hmm. yeah okay yeah and so you lead away from the, the chamber the halls of the temple have been cleared out uh there's no one here right now um, how and, long was I? And so, so I note take that in, and I say, how how long was I gone? Uh, uh, seconds. Uh, I it's it was a rather quick uh, connection. Um, Savara cannot cannot deal with this right now. She just sort of time. It, it is uh, time is different when you are uh, conversing with her. It seems to travel at Justice. the speed of thought. Her, her name is Justice. Yes. Yes, that much I know as well. Did she tell you of her desires? I need to go to bed. Okay, to bed it is then. <laughs> um, and so she leads you off to your chamber, your room, which you haven't been in in four months. I am so happy <clears throat> to be in my chambers. Yeah. Um, my four-post bed is like the best thing the best part of my room is my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the posts are like gold, spir- the spirally column thing, yeah. you know? And, and, and I have um, like maroon, like wine red, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. bed sheets and gold gold satin pillows. And mm-hmm. I, it, is, it is just, I have missed this bed. It is one of the biggest reasons I yeah. was excited about coming home. Yeah, it's a great bed. You see on the bed, on the bed, either one of your parents or um, a chambermaid or one of the one of the many uh, clergy that sort of uh, attend to your family has placed uh, a tome, and it's it's the classic religious tome of the enclave that they sort of print themselves and write themselves and make copies of for all the families to. It's you know about the worship of the phoenix, huh. etc. It's just sort of sitting on your bed. I am going to like take it and mm-hmm. put it on my bedside because yep. I'm going to look through it after I've rested. Yeah, fair, cool, and you have a nice long rest. <sighs> um, I'm going to say yes. Now you level up to level seven. That's cool. a, that's a good because I feel like the the experience of your journey home. Uh, there were... I fought some enemies. fought some enemies. I uh, had met some people. I killed some wolves. Killed some wolves. Fought <laughs> some enemies. Killed some wolves. <laughs> met some people. Less experience. <laughs> Previously on Avatar. You're right. No, really. Um, and I think at level seven, it's something... What's, what's Phoenix Sorcerer again? Um, and we can run through yeah, that. Yeah, we might want to... I don't know if I want to do that this second. She's not going to tell her mom everything. I think what she... Not until she has more information. Mm-hmm. Like, I think basically what um, what she will say to her is the phoenix told her of when she was first made and her purpose and the war mm-hmm. that was fought. And she wants to learn from me. Mm-hmm. And that her behavior is what's causing the volcanoes. Like, she doesn't go in it. Like, Savara's not going to go into detail about her personal destiny, how, how her personal destiny is tied into all of this. More just kind of... Uh, um, your your mother... Because I still don't really know what no, fair. that is. No, fair. Um, your, your mother will say that, yes, her 
uh, agitate. She'll get breakfast the next morning. A breakfast the next morning. A breakfast the next morning, and uh, she'll say, yes, um, Justice's agitation of her environment is the reason why we were so quick to put your sister through the, uh, the process of becoming the next high priestess was to see if maybe she can speak to justice and sort of either end it before something drastically cat- catastrophic happened or if uh, like many, many, many before her and yourself and myself have tried to finally awaken her. So, okay, cool. So, um, Zavara wants to hit the books mm-hmm. and do and do a fuck ton of research. And then sort of, sort of like then the next step, and I don't know if we want to like play out any of this, but mm-hmm. she would want to, after the research has been done, mm-hmm. she wants to go back and talk to Justice, especially now that, that um, her mom was like, oh yeah, we were trying, because of that, we were trying to get your sister to connect. She wants to first ask, justice about the volcano and be like hey can you like not like mm-hmm. cause the volcano to like be doing all of this mm-hmm. and to uh what do you know about my sister sure like yeah. that's that's kind of what what the mm-hmm. next steps are that savara wants to take right um what does savara want to do so she's talked to her mom mm-hmm. over breakfast yes over breakfast she yeah. wants to go to the library mm-hmm. <laughs> there is an extensive library um it has a lot of books on... So while the Enclave is secluded, it's not hermetic, right? It's not like North Korea. Like right, they right. Yeah. They do have a lot of information on the history of the outside world, and that's mostly to educate the members of their Enclave, should they choose to leave, at their own free will and volition, knowing that it is their responsibility to never uh, tell anyone about the Enclave. Uh, and, and tieflings, like the members of your family, they honor that. And they are very vehement about that. And I would say that, you know, it's it's one of the, the pride of the traders is that they there have been very few leaks about the Enclave's existence. But there are books about, you know, the surrounding area, you know, other religions, history of the world, uh, you know, tomes, po- poetry, you know, other fiction, things like that. It's no different than the standard large library you would find in a in a big city. And there are multiple tomes on the histories of the Forgotten Realms uh, within the uh, shelves. I go to the head librarian and I said, I need all the books that you have about the first time that the Phoenix deity came to us and fought, fought for us. Uh, Fought for you? Or not, not, or something. Wait, wait, the name, the name of the tiefling mm-hmm. librarian. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's a male. Mm-hmm. And Therai. Therai? T-H-E-R-A-I. Therai. 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 I like that. Therai. And Therai, and I could be pronouncing, it could be a reference to some sort of biblical entity that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Um, but, but, but Therai. He's a rather tall tiefling. Okay. He has tall horns too. Uh, they he he stands about uh, six foot two. His horns make him look about seven foot. Wow. Yeah, he's he's tall as tiefling. Lanky. Their iron horns have gotten so long. Right. <laughs> he's like, uh, yes, I keep them sort of clipped back. They seem to grow on their own mind. Don't know why. Uh, I don't know why his voice turned to this, but now has. Um, 
Yes. He, he's, you know him to stand about uh, maybe 45, 50 years old. He's been working the, um, the Enclave's library for a good 20 years or so. Before that, he was an assistant librarian. His family has always been in charge of the library. It's a sort of generational thing, as your family is generationally in charge of the administrative, you know, the governance of the of the enclave. Therai walks you through. He's he's a very his his gait is very wide, so his motions seem very slow. Like, like I'm sort of trotting along yes. next to him. Yes, um, and he's he's he doesn't need the fucking ladder. He just pulls books down from the shelves. He has very long, lanky arms. Just sort of pulls things down from the shelves. He's very aware, even when he's like reading through in de- the, the index of, of a tome in his hand to like maneuver his horns around a chandelier as he's walking. He seems like he knows this library like the back of his hands, you know. He sort of begins stacking these books in this, uh, in uh, a section of the library that is reserved for um, members of your family who wish to come and study and read in private. Uh, you know, so that they have time to absorb information and assess a solution to a problem the city might be having or a foreign, uh, how to deal with a foreign dignitary who may be knowledgeable of the city or like what to do about the elves, et cetera, et cetera. You know, in foreign incursions, where they come to find answers and they just need privacy to draw in and sort of think on their own time. And he sets you down with this this large stack of books, and he says, "In here you'll find uh, a lot of evidence, a lot of uh, a lot of histories about the various conflicts that have occurred in the Forgotten Realms, uh, theorized histories, uh, ancient. Uh, well, no, this is his voice right now. Ancient <laughs> histories. Good God." Um, <laughs> Uh, theorized uh, prehistoric. None of your NPCs things. are sexy, Adam. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll get to it in minutes. I apologize. Um, they have, this could provide you with a very large number of answers. None at all. We we do have religion, any sort of history. How many books has he given me? He's given you, I'd say seven. Okay, seven, seven tomes, and then he says, and then he says, of course. The good word, the fiery one. The 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 the, the Phoenix is all we need to know about where the Phoenix came to us and, and what he what what its 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 infernal wisdom has brought to our our people. Cool, thanks. I grabbed them. Yeah, he says, okay, b- bye, bye, young young noble lady. Okay, <laughs> All right, I go to my room. Um, and also remember that that, that tome was, I remember I put it on the, really? on the bedside yeah, yeah. table, so mm-hmm. I'm going to look at that one also. It, it's and, the exact same tome he's given. It's just like another oh, copy. It's another one. Yours might be more fancy, but okay. it's the exact same copy. <clears throat> and I'm going to start, like, doing my, I tell whatever guard guards my door or whatever, I'm like, I will be researching. Sure. Let's see what you find. Um, yeah. Doop, doop. Let's go to my favorite website for this. I've got real quickie. I mean, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking very specifically for what the phoenix told me yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm sure. Very specifically looking for evidence of when there was a phoenix sighting, or like a group of people coming together to fight the gods and cosmic darkness. Like you know, like like I. Interesting. Um, yeah, like, give me a history check. Yeah. 
Okay, it's a minus one. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So let's see how I roll. Ugh, an eight. An eight is 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 an eight. Savara um, does not hit the books a lot. No, it's fine. Um, you, I mean, there you come to one tome that seems to be particularly helpful, more helpful than the others. In this sort, it's it's a theorized history of the world from what uh, uh, wizardly archaeologists have sort of dug through in their in their discovery within temples and ancient dungeons that they've that have been unearthed over the many years. And tales from adventures. It's like a compilation of okay. of things that they have sort of theorized to be true, um, or at least highly plausible. Uh, they think that prior to uh, 31, 32,000 years ago-ish and before, some point before that point, there was a great war between gods and primordials in on this war, on this planet, Toral, right? That used to be Abier Toral, Uh and there's a whole, and, and then it goes through long paragraphs how the world split up and, and after this battle, etc. But you're concentrating on trying to find the battle. It was during a uh, time known as the Blue Age. And it came to an end when a primordial known as uh, Dendar the Night Serpent swallowed the sun. I think this might be familiar. To, this might hit when you read Dendar the Night Serpent. I believe that um, brings memories of the island of oh yeah. Um, what's his name? It was the it was the Soakash. Uh, some of his rantings as he was fighting you over control of the big gem that you know sort of like psychically controlled the dinosaurs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? And it talks about how. Uh, primordial knows Dendar the Night Servant swallowed the sun, giving away to what was known as the Shadow Epoch. And that from that this point, the, the scholar theorizes that there, there was a race of reptilian people called the Saruk, uh, and how ancient cities of theirs that have been discovered tell myths and legends of great battles during this time between the primordials and the elder gods led by uh, Ouroboros the world serpent. Oh, snacks. Mm-hmm. More snacks. Uh, Ouroboros the world serpent and his allies. The war turned in the gods' favor when the primordial, not god, uh, Ubtau the Deceiver assisted the Elder Gods in slaying, imprisoning, or driving away the remainder primordials. So some primordials betrayed their people and worked mm. with the gods too. And worked with the gods, exactly. Mm. However, the scholar here, there is a passage, uh, a full footnote saying, uh, the methods by which Ubtau the Deceiver assisted the Elder Gods remains a mystery. Uh, and then it goes on to the passage of, uh, during this time, this uh, the sort of shadow epoch, it is theorized that the first known creator races came into existence. Uh, and these are the Saruk, the, the sort of uh, reptilian people, the Batraki, which are like an amphibious sort of frog-like creator race. The Titans also existed in this time. 
and the Airy, which are like a precursor to Aarakocra, like bird-like okay. crater race. So there, are, they also theorize that early human tribes did exist within this time, as well as many other races of intelligent, uh, sapient beings. But he does make note that the myths and legends of the Saruk of this time generally only focus primarily on Ouroboros and do not uh, distinctly write out any specific details on how Uptau the Deceiver helped the gods win the war, what's going on. Uptau the Deceiver, however, Uptau, the word Uptau, does hit a note. That was who the Coatl said that they worked for hmm. from the temple. Interesting. Where you got the weapons. Yes. And you fought the, the bone naga. Yeah. So that's a note. And there is also a footnote by Dendar the Night Serpent that says, studies of Dendar's, the worship of Dendar, reveal that uh, it should have been uh, implausible for Dendar to achieve the swallowing of the sun. And there's a double asterisk that says, yes, there's a double asterisk that says, I in my findings have hypothesized yet have not found evidence for my thoughts that some gods may have also tried to help the primordials. Interesting. Interesting. And so that's what you find on the battle. There's no mention of justice of a phoenix here or anything of that nature. Uh, or any sort of like uh, friend or anything related to the weapons or anything like that. You've spent oh, that's that book. <laughs> that's that book. That's that book. Yeah, it, it took a, it took a while. It took yeah. a, a better part of the morning. Okay. Uh, which book do you like to move on to now? There is the holy text. You can um, we can you can sort of ask questions, and I can devise a book that exists on another subject you're interested in. I'll consult the holy text. Okay, consult the holy text. Is this a history check or is what, what is this? A religion check? We could do a religion check. Four. Uh. <laughs> oh no. I, I think that's, that's, so I have a way to resolve that. Okay. Uh, we're fine. You consult the holy text and you're busy trying to look for information regarding any sort of coded messages about the first friend. And you quickly realize there's there's nothing in the holy text. And you don't find what you're looking for. That to me is what a four uh, means. You I don't, don't find, find what you're yeah. looking for. You yeah. do find something else. Okay. You quickly realize that a lot of the holy text is about venerating and protecting the enclave and protecting the worship of the phoenix and the protecting the holiest of the holies and how that's a duty of everyone in times of desperate need. And that's why it says the, the enclave should be um, like the soul of our culture. It should be guarded and protected and well defended and et cetera. And that's always been a guiding principle in like the architecture, right? And like why the doors are the way they are and like why the, the secrecy is the way it is. Mm. And then you realize, solely realize what you discover with a foreign religion, I guess is it is appropriate. You realize that the religion is just fucking phony. You slowly realize it's all been a front. Like, yeah, there's teachings in there, but it clicks to you that most of everything is about defending this location and protecting it and saying oh, that- Oh, and saying that it's for religious purposes is the front. But. Is, is the front. And then you realize that's why everything's a big secret and only stayed within one family is so that 
no one knows what's in the holiest of holies. That's why no one is allowed to say where the enclave was so that you don't have any prying eyes. That's why even within the family, within the, the, the outside family, the larger enclave, no one has, has any knowledge. Maybe they, you know, because it's like knowing the truth of what justice's purpose is changes a lot, particularly because justice told you she once knew how to kill a god. That's a big fucking deal. That's kind of a big fucking deal. Exactly. So it's either your family or your ancestors decided that the world would be better off not knowing about Justice's existence until Justice was ready to make herself known. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good information. Right. And it's a big, a little bit of a mind fuck. Right. Because you've been raised your whole life, you know, to be in the practices of this religion by your mother, by your father, your sister as well. And I, I, I would say that there's a realization that you were lied to. And it could be that you were lied to because not out of, well, I guess malicious reasons, but, you know, it's sort of malicious in a way, but by your mother not thinking that you were going to be the next high priestess. So there's no need for you to know these things. And only one person should really know them. Do I put two together that Lilith does probably know about justice and like justice is true? I, I believe so. Yeah. I think you can put two and two together. I can also think that you very well might could consider that she might know and that justice told her to run away. Oh, no. No. I don't know how I feel about that. What other books are there? Uh, there's, um, there's just sort of, there's a, a couple of annuals about the recommended, uh, in recent years, uh, annuals about like, like sort of a, an almanac, if you will, for the recent years as they were, or a greater collection of almanacs. Um, there is general works and, uh, histories on the enclave, on like i'll look at the enclave history yeah sure um and try and find out like see what it's like read about like the origins yeah um origins are should i roll for it uh, yeah we'll roll for history and see what you can connect about that. Uh, 16. okay uh you find that this enclave was founded around 13 1400 years ago by a group of tieflings uh, seeking refuge in the mountains. They came upon this this volcano, uh, the storm of volcano and caves. Where are they with, seeking refuge from? Uh, from persecution. Okay. And how long ago was this? Was the cosmic war that I researched? 32,000 32, years okay. ago. That's the only evidence I've found of a cosmic war. Yeah. At yeah, all that's in the so books. Yeah, yeah, so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I have more questions more than questions answers. answers. Yes. Yep. You note that the first people that came here, uh, there was the very first high priestess who heard the voice of the phoenix, who she claimed was the god of this mountain, and decreed uh, that they have been blessed by the phoenix to to live here and to be sheltered here, and that they were under. The Phoenix's protection. Um, All right, I take that away. I take that. In, I, I 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I want to ask Justice about all of this. I mm-hmm. want to hear her side of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I had the brain capacity for that tonight. No, that's fine. No, it's fine. And what else do you find here? Um, it and then from there, it's a. That's kind of what I was looking for. Is like okay, this like one of the tieflings heard a calling mm-hmm. and just des- and decided that this was where they were going to set up. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Anything else you're looking for? Um, I don't think so because Cosmic War, I found evidence of no mention of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Being of the Conclave, mm-hmm. someone mysteriously was called to by the Phoenix to set mm-hmm. up there. What is that? The first high priestess. And um, the holy thing makes me realize that it's all a front. Mm-hmm. And I still don't fully know why. Yeah. And now I've developed a real good, a real good idea of why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Uh huh. Oh, man, you've given me such juicy shit right now. Oh, okay. Good. It's good. <laughs> um. <clears throat> um. So I, I guess my question is like, what would serve? Cause my brain juices are starting mm-hmm. to fizzle because mm-hmm. I do want to like talk to Justice again. But you'll, I you'll have plenty. Okay, you'll have plenty okay. of opportunities to talk to Justice. Okay. So as you're reading, your walls shudder and your bed your bed frame sort of shakes suddenly. And then in quick succession, two more times it shudders. And I peek outside my door to see if anyone's around. You hear you you, you see a, a you hear a clatter outside when you peek outside your door, and you see that one of the the servants is uh, the the clergy the attendants is they're they're sort of they they sort of fall and dropped a tray. Hmm. And they're quickly picking themselves back up, and then they it, like put themselves against the wall when sat, when a third and fourth shutter happen, and then just blazing past them, one of the temple guards rushes um, rushes by, and and like throws open your door and says, "Lady Savar, please follow me." Yeah. All right. Good. You go. You really quickly gather up your things. Yeah, I gather my things. Yeah. Um, he leads you up up a tower steps, and this is to one of the towers that overlook the outside of the mountain, right, of the volcano of the enclave. And he leads you up, and you can see uh, the feet and the bottom of the hem of the uh, of the robes of your mother and your father, sort of there at the tower, sort of staring out. And your mother looks aghast. Um, at, at what she sees and and your, your father's just sort of is holding her hand gripping it very tightly and the temple guard uh, sort of quickly alerts them to your presence and your mother sort of beckons you up to uh, to the tower to the little uh, sort of enclosed um, supported roof that sort of overlooks where you can look out okay okay as you look out you see a very disturbing sight okay many, I would say a dozen or more, large at first to your eye, they look like giant flying snakes. And then you realize they're made of metal. And then, and then it occurs to you that these are some form of vessels, that they're either metallic creatures or they're vessels. But you can see uh, small tiny figures in the distance moving about on them. And I say, Mother, what's happening? The worst has happened. We have been discovered and not by a friendly force. And you can see arcing from these vessels flaming large javelins 
that are just sort of pounding against the mountain. And when they pound against the volcano, the they're exploding. Oh. As if, And I said, like I promise I wasn't high. followed. I'm sure I wasn't followed. She said, I, I don't think you were, child. As they explode, it's a familiar smell. Remember the gunpowder smell from under the mountain? It's that smell and that, that memory comes to you. Okay. Your mother says, I'm sure you weren't followed, my child. But this is a force that we, I'm not sure we are prepared to defend against. Dun, dun, dun. And, um, well, so, so real, we're going to keep, keep going on for, for a hot minute. She says to you, our soldiers are only ground forces. We do not have any aerial forces with which to, to, to handle this barrage that seems that we will be endlessly. And, and she's telling you this as, as uh, her and the guards are sort of walking down. Um, and she says to you there, we, we must take drastic measures. I, I need you. I need you to do your best to awaken justice. What? Yes. Her power is the only thing that could stop this this invasion. I still barely know anything about her. And we we don't have time to 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 make any more niceties. The worst thing is at this rate, if nothing is done, they will break in, they will slaughter us, they may slaughter you, but the worst thing, the thing we have feared for as long as we have existed in this volcano is that they will take her, whoever they are. Okay. She, she, she holds your Yeah, I, I just like sort of say, but I don't like, I still am sort of frozen <clears throat> in place. And yeah, like, she, 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 okay. she puts her hands on your shoulders and, and she says, if you cannot win, fly as far away from here as possible. But what about you? What about you guys? You can't, will you be safe? Will you be okay? She, 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 she puts, she rests her hand, she cups your face in her hand, and she's my child, we will be fine. I think as long as they don't have justice, they may hold us as bargaining chips to try and bring, get you to bring her back. Don't bring her back, but that is the best we can hope for. We will try and see if we can escape through to, there are many exits we have formed over the years, escape plans, tunnels, things of that nature. We will do our best to get to them and get away. Don't worry. There is no way we can uh, get the Phoenix out of here. We can't get the Guardian out of here safely, other than awakening her. And this is something you must do. Um, I assume that time is of the essence. This is out yeah. of character. Yeah, she, time she, is of the essence, and, and that there is great urgency. And I just yeah, sort she, of like, she, and I, and I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. like she says a lot to me, and then I just sort of yeah. like look at her and then. Bolts. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She and, and she she's following you and or as fast as she can. And she says, "If anything, there are others like you in this world. Your friends, maybe. Take her to them. At least she will be safe in the company of those who are deemed worthy." I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> she, and she says, "They say they love you too." And as you're running, you're you're going. You 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 put your you put the the key, the feather into the door, it, it activates it, it goes down, you're running down this hallway and, and you feel you feel the whip sort of, you, you see the, the phoenix sprite, the whip sort of glow and activate and you feel, see the phoenix sprite sort of flying ahead of you and it just bolts into, when you get to the chamber where that's holding uh, the sort of the, the phoenix itself, it sort of bolts into the, uh, 
the chest of the phoenix and um you're sort of sitting the eyes are glowing now of this metal statue okay i just start saying justice i just like justice justice i don't i don't know what's going on i don't know what to do we're being attacked someone has someone has found us they're they're after you i i don't know what to do you you see a seam appear in the chest of the metal statue and uh, a hatch opens And descending from the hatch, (laughs) it's sort of set of stairs. And then you, it sort of hits you that this is not just a statue. This is something more. And I just say like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. The 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 eyes sort of like uh, flicker as you hear uh, a voice inside your head say, enter. What the fuck is happening? What am I doing? I'm going inside a a statue's statue's chest. I don't know what's going on. I'm sort of, and I'm saying all this to myself, muttering out loud. As you walk up the steps. As I walk up the steps. As you walk up the steps, there's sort of another set of steps that's leading to um, what you can only assume is the the head of the phoenix. And you sort of, there's a chair? There's a weird chair, and you you see in front of you. There's like a bunch of uh, mechanics and things of artifice uh, that that sort of are, are are in front of you, like little buttons and, and levers and and like what seems to be in the chair. You, you, there's no sort of form of like real control. Um, you see like these two orbs that are like on the arms of the chair that seem to be where your hands rest, um, and you hear the hatch below closing. Shut. What do I do? I, um, say, I say, I say, what do I do? There is a, uh, a voice now, not out now, outside of your head, coming from all around you in the room of this, of this sort of head of the phoenix, uh, which we're going to call cockpit. Lol. Lol. Um, for ease of use, um, the cockpit, and it says, sit. I sit. You sit. Your hands touch the orbs. Uh, lights shoot on any everywhere inside. There's like a, a beacon of light. And sitting on the center of the, the console is a weird little rectangular object. It's red. It looks to be made of a semi-transparent material. And there's a little metal bit sticking out from the end of this rectangular piece of thing. And there's a, a piece of parchment sort of laying right next to it. Um, and it has something written on it. Okay, I look and see what's written on it. Um, the words play me are written on it. Play me, what is this, an instrument? You, you see, um, you see in the, in the console of the instruments in front of you, uh, right next to the little, the little object, a little rectangular hole appears and it seems to match the rectangular hole, the rectangular end of this little uh, semi-transparent red object, which if you look inside, it looks like there's a green thing with like a bunch of little metal pieces and little metal lines etched inside of this uh, little- Do I need to roll to make to, to make a com- do I need to do like a common sense check? Of yeah, 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 that? make a common sense check um, if you wish. Like- <clears throat> Oh, would that be like insight, maybe? Yeah, investigation. We can call that. Investigation is my better, better for better mm-hmm. one. Uh, Thirteen. Yeah, it's common sense tells you very quickly rectangular peg, rectangular hole. <laughs> so you you take the little device, you sort of put the rectangular, try to put the rectangular peg in the hole. It doesn't fit, and then you look, and there's like a. It can only go in one way. So you just flip it around, and you put it in the correct way. And then um, you sit back in the chair 
And Justice is like, hold on. Justice says, hold on. We'll see what we can do. And you, you, you feel yourself entirely moving. Halfway by your own design, uh, by your own thoughts and will, and halfway by the will of Justice herself. And you hear a voice playing inside of this, uh, of this cockpit. And it says... Erwin, are, are you sure this thing is going to actually record onto the USB? <clears throat> Fine. Uh, hey, my, my name is Elion. First, if you're listening to this, then uh, congrats. You are now the proud partner of the Phoenix of Justice and have also, hopefully, made some new friends. They're going to be very important in the future. What's going on? Who's this? Uh, the, the voice... Uh, continues talking as if um, as if it's not even listening to you. Or Hello, to excuse you. me. My name is. Sav- Justice quickly just uh, says, "Is this this is the voice of my first friend? He he cannot hear you, but please listen. Oh, he will help you. Oh. And then and then the voice starts playing again. I'm recording a few audio tracks on my shit. I've cast within this." Uh, compact spell tome. Uh, a, a number of spells intended to recite my voice for you. No, no, I'm, I'm not currently speaking to you, so don't try to respond. This is past me speaking to present you in my future. Yay, uh, magic! Oh, I'm being honest, the fact that this thing even has a dock in here is well and far beyond me, but I've been through weirdest shit before, so whatever. Blame Hunter S. Thompson. You're probably wondering, what do I do now? Well, uh, two things. Uh, One, if you weren't with six other people with giant, divinely constructed beasts that embody a fusion of engineering and magic, then you should go to those people and tell them what you found. That's pretty fucking important. Two, if you don't know where those people are, on your left should be what looks like a sheet of glass with green lines and circles across its surface. That's a map of sorts and on it or maybe around the edges of the screen should be little colored dots fly towards them and again hopefully you should find the other six people when i first explained something like radar to Irwin, i truly didn't think he was gonna nail it but the guy's a pretty good listener oh and one more thing before i end this track uh, there's a big red button on the bottom left of the panel on your two o'clock that reads smash in case of emergency. Uh, go ahead and give that a tap. Uh, as you tap that little button, indeed, indeed, a, a little panel opened up and cool air rushed out and a number of liqueurs and glasses sort of appeared uh, inside this little, this little uh, what looks like a, a cooling apparatus that has drinks inside. I'm pretty proud of that minibar. Anyway, adjust your seat however you want. Get familiar with the controls of your at your own pace. Justice will, justice will take care of most things until you do. And enjoy your flight. Savara has no idea what the fuck is going on. As she should. <laughs> you literally plugged a USB drive into, into a USB slot that formed in... Yes, I know. It's very... It's very Trey crazy, but uh, there was no other way. 
It, the I had thought of many characters who could have been the first Sentinels, and one of them was Isn't Elyon. Is it? This is um his. Hello, what's? This is his uh, Scotland Cthulhu character, who who is also his his character from um pa... the other game. Yeah, the that other Michael game. that Michael ran. Michael ran. Yeah, who appeared in Boston for the yes. For the, yeah. Who has Hunter S. Thompson as a spirit yeah. guide. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You actually hear hear him say before he goes off. He, over the edge. Uh, over the edge. You actually hear him uh, mutter before that track ends. God damn you, Hunter. Oh my God. Does Pi know about this yet? He hasn't known. He, no, he doesn't know about this oh yet. Why would I tell him? I don't I want know. it to be a surprise. I, will, I don't know how much they've, they've <clears throat> been through. Nah, yeah. So this is this is your first introduction to how weird this is gonna get. Oh um, I actually think you're you are more introduced to how weird this is gonna get than they are. Okay, I won't yeah. I won't say anything. No, this is fine. This I is won't fine. pass on um, information. No, this is fine. Uh, and what else? Um, and you feel justices you feel this um, vessels, this metal vessel. You you understand it this guardian, the guardian. Um, as Elyon, somewhere within the track, has described it to you. I'm just going to retcon that as a thing that happened. You feel the Guardian flap its wings, and it sort of bursts through the roof of the caldera of the volcano, of the dormant volcano, and it flies up, and you hear Justice say, I don't have that much energy, but we'll do what we can to fight off as many as possible. Okay, so Savara is so over her he- in over mm-hmm. her head right now, and all of her like confident attitude. She just mm-hmm. right now she's just that's fine. That's fine. The, so, she's she is at the will of the powers that be right now. There she, you go. She'll figure it out eventually. She'll but right now eventually. she's just. <clears throat> uh, you feel you feel uh, restraints. To keep you safe and in the in the chair, sort of uh, technologically ah, and also magically. These must be appear- restraints to keep me safe. What a what a coincidence! You guessed exactly right. <laughs> he says. Um, and it's it's like you're in Top Gun or an Ace Combat game. Uh, for this next sequence, um, you're basically just privy to the viewpoint from the cockpit of Justice essentially flying around, ripping her talons into uh, these these large, what look to be aerial snake-shaped battleships that are vessels that are just like bombarding with these um, ballistas, uh, shooting javelins uh, that are lit with these gunpowder charges, right? And she's knocking one out of the sky, two out of the sky. She's taking hits, right? The you you can look from the cockpit. You can see um, that a lot of these a lot of these uh, crew members on these vessels are wearing armor that is very snake-like, very similar to the armor you ran into under the mountain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of them fall apart as if they are uh, constructs. Interesting. And a construct similar to the constructs you fought under the mountain. And now it clicks that, oh, this is where all of those constructs went. This is where they came from. This is where they came to. But where were they before they got here, I guess, is a question that comes to your mind. Um, And the battle rages for a good, I'd say, 90 seconds before you start to see lights and things flicker 
inside. What's happening? I don't, what, what does this mean? Uh, I'm 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 almost spent on my on my reserves. Then we have to run, right? We should go with all due haste. Okay. Um. So, in the heat of the moment, where would I make a rough, educated guess to go to maybe reconnect with Baldur's Gate? The crew. Uh, your mind thinks southwest. Okay. And as if you had spoken the command, you f- you feel that justice has has acknowledged your desire, and you you feel the phoenix bank and roll and sort of like do 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 an aileron roll as it were uh, over in the direction to avoid an oncoming barrage of uh, of exp- gunpowder based javelins and. Then you sort of feel every the world sort of melt around you as you're sort of pressed in the back of your seat and you are going super fast, like super fast jellyfish. Like it is, and that was a Gorillaz album reference. I'm sorry, it well, didn't make any sense. Uh, but you are going at god speed, and you can't see behind you. You, you at some point your your inertia allows you to. Um, go forward and you're finding yourself doing like a specific you're you're inherently going into a breathing pattern that allows you to sort of stay conscious and as if it's as if the it's as if justice is sort of feeding that information into your head on how to do that to keep consciousness because she understands what her maneuvers can do physically to your body and you're it takes you hours to travel and in the meantime, you can, during those hours, you can, you know, be with yourself and assess. And maybe that's when I can ask, also ask her those mm-hmm. questions and everything. Yeah. She sort of reaches a point where her energy reserves are sort of dying. And she's like, wait, I see it. I can, I know this place. And her heading centers on a mountain. And you realize, oh shit, that's the mountain next to Baldur's Gate because you can see the oh, city wow. and it's at nighttime. Okay. Now the sun is set. And you can see that there's a storm brewing over the city. You hear a, a flare of energy come from her and something in the mountains shudders. And the top of the mountain sort of peels away and, and like, like, like shifts down on itself in multiple sections, revealing a hole in the top of the mountain that's next to Baldur's Gate. And as she sort of begins to sort of hover over it, you look down, you can see the barrel of the big fuck off gun in fuck off mountain. And so then some chains rattle and you see this ramp that she sort of begins to sort of align herself to and go down into and she begins walking. And you can see out of the corner of your eye in the sort of moonlit uh, dwarven city now, you can see Jeff, the marble golem, walking out from behind a building and sort of seeing seeing you and begins to walk in your direction as the phoenix, as justice, goes to the big open hangar place that um, Azazel and I think Connell discovered and goes to a spot that has talon marks in the floor and basically parks herself and finally shuts down. And I am because, so I guess maybe on that initial journey, I haven't asked the questions Mm -hmm. yet because I'm just still like, Mm -hmm. 
what and now that we sort of landed it's like okay i can now actually be here Mm -hmm. and absorb what the frick Mm -hmm. just happened Mm -hmm. yeah um and from there it's very easy for savara to now that um sentinels of the the sentinels of the prime know this place and sort of have made it a pseudo outpost you know, because that was the very first thing that y'all got out is to tell them about that. And Roland and Lilith were like, oh, don't worry, we'll watch over this place, make sure no one intrudes on it or anything like that. It remains undisturbed and remains hidden and unknown. I think it's very easy for you to get out of the mountain again, one, and uh, back to your friends from here, too. Okay. So. And they're still in Baldur's Gate? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, and there you go. Thank you. That's it. That's all I have. Wow. What a fucking what a fucking night, huh? Wow. So much. So much. And they haven't they haven't met they have there. No, they have no fucking. They're no. guardians. They don't know. They. Yet. I mean, obviously, Mike and Pi, and I'm pretty sure uh, Gerald, and also I think they're aware that that they of the tropes I'm pulling. Yes. From. Yes. And so they know, but that's it. But their experiences will still be unique. Their experiences experiences will be unique. I can't wait yeah. to see what they who who their their it'll be fun. their meccas are. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, thank you so much, Charlotte. Uh, thank you, listeners, for going with us on this journey of discovery. And we will see you uh, next time, uh, whether it's a retroverse episode or uh, one of these episodes. We'll figure out as we get them recorded. And until next time, uh, this is Adam and Charlotte with the Spellcast. Bye-bye. Bye bye.